Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley in the flesh with Reed in Foster City, California. Yeah, Ty's out visiting this week and we saw a movie together. It's nice to get to record together and be in person. So maybe there'll be less of a gap between responses. (laughs) It's going to flow like this podcast has never flowed before. Besides those other four we recorded together in person. (laughs) Those were early. Still figuring it out. We are getting better. Yeah. Uh, This week we saw uh, the new movie Black Klansman. And before we get into that discussion, we wanted to give a recommendation for uh, an American history story. So like a true story in America. Ty, what's your pick? I'm going to go with A Most Violent Year. I really love that movie. I love the music in that movie so much. It might be my favorite music in any movie. I don't know for sure that it's a true story. I mean, I didn't check. I didn't go back and look and confirm. But I think it is at least inspired by true events. It didn't... It had a lot of kind of buzz coming out, but did not do so well critically or at least award-wise. Do you know why that is? Um, I don't know why. Yeah. Okay. I, I think you're, yeah, I remember that. It was underwhelming in as far as the publicity it got. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going to say American Gangster with uh, Denzel Washington and takes place around the, in the Vietnam era. A, a detective is following up on a, a gangster in, in Boston, I think, who is bringing in drugs from Vietnam and sort of his rise and fall. Yeah. Denzel's good at that. Yeah, I think he's great in that one. It's like a perfect role for him. He's very, he's got a lot of, like, uh, pathos, but also he's scary, or can be yeah. imposing. Yeah, let's go on to Black Klansman then. Um, this is a Spike Lee movie. I think the trailer was pretty good. I was, you know, I was excited when I saw the trailer. But it's been a while since I've seen a Spike Lee movie, and I don't think they have gotten very many theatrical releases recently. I don't know. What did you think going into this movie about it being directed by Spike Lee? Um, I don't... I mean, I feel like he's gotten... uh, Yeah, he does a lot of smaller projects or maybe direct-to-HBO kind of stuff. Like, he did the documentary on um, the hurricane in Louisiana when the levees broke. Okay. That went, I think it was direct to HBO or direct to something like that. One of those channels. And then he did Chirac. Yeah. I think that was on Amazon Prime. Not. Yeah, it didn't do, I think it had a theatrical release, but it was really brief. It didn't okay. do well. Um, I don't know. I Yeah, I mean, I love Do the Right Thing. I think it's such a good movie. And, I mean, obviously I'm not the only one that thinks that. It was like a master, a masterful, huge hit. Beautiful, so interesting, um, but there's nothing that I've that he's done lately that I've really really loved. I guess. Okay. He did. He did that uh, Kobe at work movie. Did you remember? Did you, did you see that? No, I didn't see that one. Um, he just followed the camera. He had I think a ten camera crew around a Lakers game, and just all the cameras followed Kobe Bryant the whole game. And then he cut it together, so you're just always watching Kobe through the whole game. That's pretty interesting. But he, it's interesting. It is interesting, but he copied it 
<laughs> he totally copied the idea from, and he even said he did, so it's not like a secret, but because someone did the same thing with Zinedine Zidane, a French soccer player. Oh. In a, in a, and that movie is, I love that movie, and I saw it when I was in theaters. Um, and it's it's got amazing music. It does this thing where it'll it'll uh, the picture will turn into like it'll separate the green, uh, red, and blue signals in this way where it looks distorted, but you can still tell what's happening. And it's very mesmerizing, and the music is very it's electronic and pulsating, and so you go kind of in and out of these trances. I just think it's such a great idea and so interesting. And there's a lot of times when you can only see Zidane's, Zidane's uh, feet, you know, or it's not like, you know, they're, they're not, it's very impressionistic. They're not trying to explain everything that he does in the game. Um, and I felt like Spike Lee's was uh, not as good. I mean, more literal, more direct. Um, in soccer, you don't really hear them, but on a basketball court, you can... You, you know. get what he's saying and going through it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think he made some interesting directing choices in this movie. Uh, you know, has it start with that scene with Alec Baldwin? <laughs> yeah. Giving the quotes. and But it's like, it wasn't like the recording of him. It's like him recording it and making the mistakes and, I don't know, sort of setting this weird tone for the movie. Yeah. It does set a tone very 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 directly at the beginning of kind of this is going to be different than what you've seen before. Yeah. And then like as they're going through um, you know different things like when they're talking about movies when they're having a conversation they he would show the posters of the movies they'd come up on the screen. So I thought that was interesting. And during which part? During um, the Baldwin's part? No, no later, later when they're walking in a park um, John David Washington yeah, he made a lot of weird stylistic choices, I would say. Like uh, when they're listening to the Black Panther speaker, the, instead of actually showing the audience, he's filmed prof- or portraits of someone with a black background, not not in the space of the event, actually. Yeah. And, and overlapped them and faded them in and out in a way that I don't know what he was going for. I, it looked hokey to me. Interesting, not like this really could just be applying to anybody or applies to everyone. That's what you got from it? I don't know. It was, I thought it was interesting, different. Yeah. It felt kind of like a, like cheesy high school senior senior photos shoots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know, are there other parts of the direction that you want to talk about or think stood out to you? Well, he also talked a lot about how he wanted it to be about today and how he put the Charlottesville um, oh, news yeah. footage at the end, um, which is fine. I I think my biggest complaint with the movie is you can make movies about today without being so literal or so uh, direct or so kind of on the nose. You can make a movie that's... Um, that that is obviously about today without explicit references today. And good, really good directors do that. Well, and I think the the one that stood out the most to me was a conversation that happens in a hallway between the um, the black policeman and his sergeant, where he's just like, well, America would never 
vote for someone like this. And, you know, it's played for a laugh. And the people in the theater we were with did laugh in that scene. But I think that's sort of that on-the-nose aspect of it. Yeah. For me, for my taste, that's not good art. Okay. Good art is... doesn't need to be so obvious. Trades more in beauty. Like, what dictates what the people say for dialogue is not what's going to be on the nose and get the laugh. It's It's what's really true or clever or beautiful i would say and i didn't i didn't feel like this movie was that it just felt like kind of cheap shot after cheap shot okay um so not not the directing but what about the acting how do you feel like uh john david washington or adam driver did in the sort of main detective roles i really i like them a lot i i'm so curious what kind of discussions they would have had around the voice that John David Washington used all the time or when he was on the phone well it kind of always was his phone voice wasn't that different than his regular voice I thought I would agree yeah so um, so just that kind of I mean maybe it's it doesn't it doesn't say where that character grows up right no it never mentions it yeah so it's a very broad kind of western accent that I mean I actually liked it I, I feel like Black characters in movies don't talk that way usually, but I thought it was an interesting choice, and and just wondered how did that character end up with that accent? Yeah. Um, but I liked it. I liked. I thought he was very funny. I thought he was. Um, he had. He, he his character had to be a good mix of uh, being pretty bold, um, but also being the rookie. That he did a good job. But I think just smooth. Like he, if he felt confident in what he was doing. And I think he delivered his dialogue kind of well, and I liked the interactions between him and Adam Driver. Uh, I think they, they go into that records room and have a conversation, and I think that might have been one of the more affecting scenes for me, mm-hmm. where they talk about passing and how Adam Driver is like, I, I'm Jewish, but I didn't grow up identifying that way, so I've never had to think about it, but maybe I am passing. And I just thought kind of that thought was interesting and I think came organically. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good scene. I thought Adam Driver was great. Uh, he's always... <laughs> and he's just, for me, so goofy looking. I know. <laughs> I think that's part of his appeal as an actor. Uh, but in a, <laughs> in a movie... Well, there's, in some movies it works really well for me that he looks so goofy. And in other movies it's a little bit weirder. This probably was in the category of... I think I would have cast someone who looks a little bit more standard. To, like, fit in with the Ku Klux Klan members and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. But it was perfect in Patterson. Oh, my gosh. Of course. <laughs> it was. It, this all, look. it always comes back to Patterson. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I'm not going to apologize for that. No, that's fine. Um, I mean, and, the, he, and he's okay as a Star Wars. Is, as a Star Wars character, you can look weird or just be very physically different, but... But in this one, yeah, there I was like, I wish he just looked a little bit, like he didn't stand out as much. Yeah, um, I, and I, the Ku Klux Klan members, besides Topher Grace, I didn't really recognize any of them, uh, except for the one guy from I Tanya. Did you see that it was the same as her husband? It wasn't her husband. It was the kind of the, the bodyguard. The idiot. The idiot guy was the idiot in this movie too. Oh yeah, I didn't realize it was him. Yeah, oh, that's right. That makes sense now. He's he got typecast a little bit, but he does so well. He he, he was really funny. Yeah, 
He was great. I did gooder. <laughs> Man, but okay. I don't know if this is a based on a true story, but they were so dumb. Like, did they really blow themselves up or did the woman plant the bomb in the wrong place and blow her husband up? That is a, I cannot believe that really happened because that is so dumb. Well, I would not put it past the Ku Klux Klan to have the dumbest people. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it satisfies the storytelling part. Like it's a kind of a satisfying button yeah. that they're foiled by their own plot. Yeah. So. <laughs> It is a great moment when he gets to tell him on the phone that he's black, or he oh, makes yeah. David Duke realize that he's. That's a. I love that. I like that scene a lot too. Yeah, that was good. Um, it was. It kind of was a weird ending where it disjointed or it just felt like it ended several times. Like, could have ended then another scene. I felt like. Yeah, they get the racist cop. You know, they have that satisfaction. Yeah, and then you think it's going to end. And then they show him in the apartment, and they do that very. Yeah, they end that scene in the apartment, and then they go in the hallway, and they show them sort of floating towards the window, which I think must be a callback to like black exploitation type style videos, uh, where they're both holding the guns and not walking, but they're moving down the hallway, and then it shows the cross outside, and that transitions into the Charlotte Charlottesville news footage. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Don't you think the audience would get that this is about Charlottesville, even if you don't put that at the end? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do you think Spike Lee's just not trusting the audience? Well, I just think it is serious enough that it makes sense to do it, or... I don't know. I, I, it didn't bother me. I thought those that it, news footage was effective, and it really showed how they, you know, in the movie, they think, they think the problem's kind of over. Oh, we figured it out. There wasn't a cross-burning. But really, it's persisted. This culture is still out there, and Americans Whoa. should do something about it. Yes. And you think we could have known that without seeing the news footage? I think so. Also, I mean, I had never seen that news footage. Had you? I mean, I'd never seen how graphic. Yeah, the that was some graphic stuff. Police car, or not the police car. The car going into that crowd was awful. I mean, I did, it's terrible. I didn't know there was a video of it. I don't think. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, any other likes or dislikes you want to make sure we're talking about? Uh, no. I think that's about it for me. Okay. I think me too. Uh, how would you rank Black Klansmen? I'm going to give it a two. That's fine. That's low. It just felt polemic to me. It wasn't for you. I think that's that's okay. Yeah. Good message. Not the best delivery. Uh, for me, I'm going to give it a four. I actually really like this movie. Uh, I enjoyed kind of the flow of it. I thought the characters were good and the acting was strong. Um, and there's enough kind of unique directing stuff that I don't think I would want to see in every movie, but it's fun to see it every once in a while to have differences. Yeah, it's good to mix it up. Yeah. Well, let's wrap up with our recommendations for something else we've been watching, reading, listening to, doing. Uh, for me, I'm going to recommend playing some card games with friends. I had a chance to play Uno and some other games with Ty while he's been visiting. It's a lot of fun. And it gets a little competitive, a little heated. But... It wasn't too bad. It was good. Yeah, it was really good when I Until won. Well, well <laughs> finally. Yeah, right. Finally. It was, was slow. What was the game we played? Does it have a name? The new one? The other one is named Idiot. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how I could explain the rules in less than five minutes and visual <laughs> aids. So maybe look it up on the internet. Idiot game. It's a card game using face cards. Uh, 
that are arranged on the table in front of you and there's a discard pile and you're trying to get rid of cards so uh it must be named after the dostoevsky novel i'm sure that's it okay cool um last last episode i gave a recommendation at the very end to to watch tottenham and the premier league was starting and we had our first weekend and i promise my recommendation won't be the premier league every week although it could be and you should watch it every week but Tottenham did win 2-1 over Newcastle. They were looking pretty good, even considering they didn't have a lot of their star players at full speed. Um, and uh, they're playing again this weekend, so you should watch Tottenham and Fulham. Let's go Spurs! Come on, you Spurs. That's what I meant. No, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks for joining us this week to talk about Black Klansmen. Uh, this has been Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. And now we're going to have a donut. Donut night. Bye. Bye. Bye.